0: Do you ever wonder what happened to your friends from high school? I mean, you were so close. You laughed together, you cried together, you shared some of the best years of your lives together, and yet, somehow through life, you just lost touch. Now it's time to relive those moments once again. Introducing the podcast that takes you back in time to the place where it all began. This is Class Reunion. We're bringing you all the gossip, secrets, and scandals from your high school days that you won't want to miss. Join us as we catch up with old classmates and dive into the wildest stories from our high school days. From those legendary parties to the infamous cliques, we're spilling all the tea on who's who and what really went down. So grab a seat, turn your volume up, and get ready for a trip down memory lane. Class Reunion, the podcast that reunites us all. Welcome back to another episode of Class Reunion. I have a friend with me today that is so special. I have been waiting for a very long time to have her on, and I would like to introduce to you Alyssa Gans, and she's a reincarnated mom of young triplets plus one or eleven grandchildren, and she creatively captures mom moment, mom, moment, mom moments in a minute. Goodness. This is this is like you created this tagline and I can't even say it, but and um, you said
1: it wrong. It's moments in a minute. <laughs>
0: Okay, and I'm going to leave this in because before we came on, we talked about bloopers. This is a very good friend of mine who I adore, and you're just going to have to sit through a lot of laughter. That's all I can tell you. We're we're just, we're two crazy people. So we're going to talk about how we met, but I have admired you for a long time, and we have been each other's cheerleaders from the moment that we met each other. And then so many cool things have happened that have come to fruition that I want to acknowledge, and I'm so proud of you. So this is thrilling for me to have this forum to brag on you a little bit, because I always thought I was going to get you on the Today Show and be like, <laughs> be like your agent and be like, this is the person right. I used. I have so much to tell you about. But then doggone it, you went ahead and did it all on your own. So good for you. You didn't need me. But how fun that we are finally, I forget how many years it's been. Six. Was it more than six? Well, the, the triplets are almost seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So from that point, yeah. So she's done. She's done. Wait till you all hear what she's done in that period of time and her previous life. So this is interesting because like I mentioned, she's a mom of triplets and we're going to get to that story, but how do you have triplets and 11 grandchildren? So let's start with The beginning. And I did look up Gen X, by the way, is 1965 to 1980. So you are with me. I know it's a huge. I was like, I was thinking you were teetering. In two lives with like two generations, but <laughs> probably to your children, it feels that way, which we'll get into, you know, like mm-hmm. they were raised by a totally different parent, right? Yep. At that mm-hmm. time. So where you grew up and a little bit about your childhood, because you've been on, you know, you've been following this podcast. We talk, like to talk about like childhood memories and what you did, you know, with your first job or what high school was like. So take me back to that time when you were the age of high school.
1: Okay. Okay. So I attended Corona High School. I'm a Southern California girl, but I'm also a rural, rural. See, um, you can't speak Oregonian. Either, so don't make fun of no, me. Right? <laughs> 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 so prior to jumping into Southern California again, because I was born and lived in Southern California mm-hmm. until I was five, moved to Oregon and moved back when I was 14. And so I have this love for both atmospheres. But the Southern California girl is is in me. Corona mm-hmm. High School graduate. Go Panthers. Graduated 1990. I think I was 42 in my class. And let's see. I left. For, the 42 day- in a ranking or you had 42? Ra- 42. Number 42 in like 400 and something students. Just just buckle up, people. That's, that's nothing. Whatever. Just, no, it's not. That's no. nothing. She's the most intelligent person yeah, I ever met. But the only okay. scholarship I got was most Panther Spirit Award. <laughs> what i mean i get invited to this you know award ceremony for the high school and i'm thinking oh my gosh i'm gonna get some kind of awesome and i think it was 50 dollars. i'm so embarrassed but i had to attend with all of these you know accolades c- behind you yes. for education and you're oh like- my gosh
0: yes because I yeah, but was, see, you said go Panthers or whatever at the beginning. <laughs> so that's why you got that
1: award. It's the first thing that you said. Oh, well, I ran for student body president and then one of my good friends was running against me and he had Ooh. an accident. And a lot of people, I mean, I gave him a good run for my money, but it, I think that, um, I mean, he was probably the better choice, but he actually put me on his cabinet as the activities chair. So I was literally in the squad, you know, acting like a goof. But the one good thing that I did during that time was yeah. I brought snow to the quad. They will never do it again at Corona High School, but I like brought it like snow. Like the shooting of the
0: snow through a cannon or like
1: that Yes, kind of thing. and when okay. they came out on break, it was all over the quad and huge snowball fight. They couldn't even get the kids to come back into class. Technical difficulties, please hold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm leaving it all in. This is power yeah. the course. That's right. So <laughs> My desk is going up. I can't get
1: my... My, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm listening to
1: you. <laughs> Going up in flames. Yeah. So anyway, that was an awesome memory for high school. And of course, when we have class reunions, I'm always called and I always have to be on the microphone when we get there at the class Shocker. reunion. Yeah. And That's a big I,
0: class. I mean, yeah. how did you find your niche in, in being so successful in school with that many people? Like a lot of people don't thrive in that type of atmosphere.
1: I just got involved. I was in leadership. And I was in madrigals and I didn't do the sports. I did sports when I was in Oregon and I just, it felt different being in California. So I just went down the other Avenue and was in leadership, which really worked for me. And is, I think helped me in the future in my life now. I don't know. People say I'm an extrovert, but I really feel like in some ways I'm an introvert and I just know how to be extroverted because I have to come home and really have downtime. I, and I don't like to be in the front center of attention i really don't but if i have to get a crowd going or if i have to i can do it i just don't like the attention on me i, I don't do things for attention
0: i can't stand the silence and so i always say i'm good for a dinner party because if it's too quiet or people aren't communicating, I'm going to open my big mouth. But yeah. that doesn't mean that's what I want to do exactly. all the time. It's just that I want everyone to have a good
1: time. Exactly. <laughs> or, I yes, yeah. yes. And I, I am that one behind the scenes. I want to make sure everybody is having a good time. Yes. I am a yes. party planner, you know, behind the scenes. Let's just mm-hmm. make sure that everybody else is having a good time. If they're having a good time, I'm having a good time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. I love it. And so, when you were of that age, did you do like the typical sleepovers? And did you, I mean, just tell me what it was like in California? It's probably a little different than a oh. Midwest upbringing. Like, we climbed trees, we did all that stuff. But
1: no, going to the beach, you know, yeah, that's I, say. like half an hour from the beach, you know, my my best friend, she had a blue VW be- bug and oh. a Casey. And she was, yes. And we were like at the beach all the time, you know, it was out. Roadster racing, I guess, with some of my my guy friends teaching me how to drive in the El Camino, sneaking out at night. But, you know, I wasn't <gasps> like a bad girl. Um, just testing I, boundaries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't a drinker. I was really, it, I hated seeing my friends get drunk. Yeah. And so I just, I didn't go to a lot of parties. Yeah. Because, because of that, I was a good girl. I am. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> I'm a good girl. I am. I can't do the, the, the accent, but <laughs> um, stop. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I just missed you so much. Oh. Um, so I don't know. I love my friends though. We are on Facebook together and we're yeah. always cheering each other on. It's really, we have an amazing group and I just wish we could be together more often. I love yeah. going down to California and Miguel's junior. I'm telling you, you missed out girlfriend. Anybody on this planet yeah. Miguel Juniors, the very first one was in Corona and it's a hole in the wall. But that's their gosh, bean and cheese burritos their big, huge uh, shredded beef burritos, and, and you now know they're all over Southern California. It
0: is so strange. And that's where I kind of wanna my my long-term goal. I'm digressing, but is to take this outside of even my high school because Michigan or even the town we were in is so different than California or you know what people did in Mississippi in the summer? You Arkansas, know, yeah, <laughs> Arkansas, right? I mean, it's like the, it's so different, and it's cool to hear because mm-hmm. that's so fancy to me, right? To hear that's what you did: went to the beach and ate burritos. Like, yeah, good golly, burritos! Oh,
1: how fun is that? <laughs> so then uh, you went to college. I did. I left the day I graduated. Everybody else was going on to grad night at Disney, and I literally my bags were packed. I got in the car and drove to Utah to go to BYU Brigham Young oh University my gosh, right away. Yes, I started the summer. I just I was ready. A lot of my friends graduated the year before and I mean I just was so ready. I turned 18. You know, in November of my senior year, I could sign myself out of school, mm-hmm. though I loved it. And I was busy because, like I said, I was on that microphone and in the quad for activities and things like that. I just I was ready to fly. And I needed to have time away from my serious boyfriend at the time because he was ready to get married. And I just wanted to make sure I had the opportunity to live on my own before just jumping in and being a wife. Right. Right. So, and you graduated. 1990. Yeah. And that degree was in... I went into nursing. I was going to be a nurse.
0: Okay. You know what? I don't know if I knew that part of the story. Oh, there you go. Huh. That's also your nurturing side that I can totally relate to Mm -hmm. and see. And then from there,
1: you did get married. I did because this takes me back to Oregon. So I had gone to church and there was a handsome man in, you know, well I was 12 and he was 16. And I just thought he was the hottest thing that walked the halls at church. And, um, I was always saying, I'm going to marry him, going to marry him. My mom loved him. I mean, it was so funny, but I mean, that was like a dream. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. But actually I had met him again, like Thanksgiving before I graduated from high school. And he happened to be up in that area. And we got together with a lot of people that we knew from Oregon at the time and just reminisced and had fun. And well, I, they asked me to go out and I left my family reunion, all my cousins, and I went and had some time with this guy. And he said, to look him up when I got to BYU. So I looked him up and he was gone. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was just this whole long mess that, but apparently he came back through and he remembered that I was there and he tried to find me. And they didn't have record of me. They couldn't find me. And so there is this whole mess of trying to find me, but this was when call waiting was just, you know, new. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, we talked about that for sure. Yeah. Very so, fancy if you had call waiting. I
1: know. And so what it looked like in the dorms was he was literally at his wits end. he's like, you know what, if she's not here, if this is the final place, we're out of here. Well, some guy or girl came up to him and said, Hey, if the, if it rings busy, just listen to the busy signal 13 times and it goes into call waiting. Well, it just so happened I was on the other line actually breaking up officially with my boyfriend in California. Of course. And he was, I was telling him that this was something we needed to do. I felt really strongly in my heart. And, and he goes, no, that, you know, he was messing with me and saying that what I was feeling wasn't real. And at that moment, no joke, Chris beeped in on the other line and he's like, hi, remember me? And I thought it was some, just guy, just playing a joke on me. And I just like, please, you know, who is this? He goes, you have to come downstairs and find out. And so I went down there and there he was. And I'm like, angels, you know, and he looked good, really good. (laughs) And you know what? He doesn't even love me now. We're divorced. So like, Still, he looked good. Right. Um, It's part of the story. Yes, it is part of the story. So it didn't take long. I went to see him on the break in between summer and fall. He sent me back with a ring. He didn't want me to be back at that school without a ring on my finger. Mm. We got engaged at Thanksgiving and then we were married in March and pregnant three weeks later, living in Oregon, safer than a dog. And that was your so you go through
0: your adult children really quick.
1: I gave birth to three adult children and I acquired and love on and was blessed with two others. And so that's a nice way to say it. Right. So Tanner and then Mackenzie Mm -hmm. and then my um, baby. I, she could still call her baby Madison and those were mine. And then I, when I was blessed to get these other little boys, they were the same ages as Tanner and McKinsey. So when I had them, I had two five-year-olds and two seven-year-olds and a one-year-old. And that journey was a hard one because I had to help put their parents in prison. And that journey was just really hard for them healing. And, but I have them in my life to this day. And I was going to ask, yeah, are my grandchildren. And then, this is just me being curious because
0: I don't even know if I know this answer. Whatever happened with the parents?
1: They did um, get incarcerated until they were eighteen, okay. at least. The youngest was eighteen.
0: Okay. We had
1: we were part of victim witness, so I had to be notified, and they had to be notified once they got out. It's been a rough go for them. You know, one of them is just very forgiving and wants to look past things. Mm -hmm. And the other, you know, has set his boundaries. And I, you know, I honor both of them. I mean, I think either way, but you've got to do what you've got to do for your own healing. And I am just so impressed with these boys. I mean, they literally are not victims. They've risen from the ashes. I mean, you can't imagine the most terrible things that anything could happen to a child, you just let your mind wander and it, it happened. And it, it it's very, very sad. And so I'm, you know, you it's one of those things that they actually went to live with their grandparents after living with us for a time because they needed more of that one-on-one. And that was really, really challenging and hard for me because I felt like I was now going to be part of an abandonment story for them because we oh, bonded so yeah. well. And yet they have just, they're not victims they literally have been empowered and have used their stories to just do good in the world and help, help other people. Mm. And I get to look back sometimes you don't get to hear the end of the story. Yeah. Right. And, and yet they are back in my life and, and it's like, it never happened. One of them has paid me the highest compliment. It was Preston and he served a mission for our church. And I reached out to him because I wanted to find out if now as an adult, I wanted to know if I, had hurt him. If that really, if he had felt abandoned and he honestly said, you know what? I feel like you were my mom in heaven and I just had to go through what I had to go through. And so I was like, Oh my gosh. So they are, I literally feel like they're mine. I mean, no doubt. I didn't give birth to them, but they're my boys. That's
0: an incredible part to your story. And, and why motherhood is something that is your calling uh, amongst other things, but, but that's where the nursing Comes into play, mm-hmm. like your ability to love on children individually and make them feel special, is what I I witnessed through talking to you. Okay, so you said nothing's off limits, so we we know this particular <laughs> marriage ended in divorce. <laughs> yes, and so you did remarry. I did.
1: I rebounded. And we quickly. can go quickly
0: through that one. Yes, but that was okay. A re-
1: yeah, it was a rebound. I mean, guy. he. Uh, but he is amazing. I I interviewed his family. I mean, he was, and he is a wonderful man. And we still are friends to this day. We've had some very tender moments and talking and we, we love each other. And we just felt both of us also having gone through divorces and we watched how the, the relationship was going. I mean, if I could have it in the best of both worlds, I understand my first husband has moved on and I'm so happy for him. And he, He's where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. I honor that. I just wish that we could engage so that our children could still feel part of a like a cohesive bond. Somehow. Co-parent
0: family. Like yes, that, like, but
1: yeah. it, it, it's so separate, and I feel bad that he he feels the way he does about me, and I I don't know. I, There's nothing I can do to change his mind. He has his own perceptions, and that mm-hmm. perception is your reality. That and that's how it goes for him. But Steve, my second husband, was never like that. He He wanted to, like, make sure that we had relations and and that we could we could leave as friends for the betterment of our children, because I was a bonus mom. He was a bonus dad. And, you know, great things happened in that time. It was just. It wasn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't, and and yet we learned a lot in six years together. Well,
0: and, and I love that you are addressing him in that fashion, because I think that really was just an interim situation where it just didn't work. But going back to your first marriage, I think, you know, everything is, and I, I, I addressed this earlier, your children that you have as the adults did have you at a different stage of life than the triplets. And even though divorce wasn't uncommon, It was still really new in terms of we weren't on this Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow conscious uncoupling like or co-parenting. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. term was used, you know, at that time period. I didn't know what that was at the time. So I don't know if there were skills that were out there yet Mm -hmm. at that time period to help with formulating a way to, to make it more of a family that you could have some type of unity, even though you're divorced. Well,
1: it was just so confusing for them too. And they were adolescents. My youngest was 10 and and it was vastly different for her. And I feel bad because the older ones were trying to protect her so much and weren't even letting her see what was going on. But I mean, we had. Have- I don't care what anybody says we loved hard. We fought hard and yeah. we did amazing things in our marriage. It was, it blew me out of the water. I was totally taken back. It was three days after 17 year anniversary. And I didn't know that he was struggling so much. He never told me, but He exited the relationship saying that how amazing I was and I was, and nobody can understand. And I'm like, well, if I'm so amazing, why do you want it to end? Mm -hmm. And I can't help but think that I know there was a lot of financial things going on at that time. And it was 2008. Everything was collapsing, you know? Yeah. And so I, I just sometimes feel like maybe it was a midlife crisis and he couldn't handle some of the things. And I, I know that I was trying to lean into faith, like I was surrendering everything and not knowing, going okay. If we have to fall, we're gonna do it gracefully. We're just gonna go through this. But he struggled with that, and so he is an amazing man. I learned so much from him, mm-hmm. and I don't regret having that marriage what yeah. whatsoever. I mean, he is the father of my dad, of my children, and I ha- I have good memories, and I try to lean on that. And I hope someday he can truly see my true nature like because yeah. i think he doesn't believe my intentions are pure sounds but, like there's still a little pain on his yeah, side and yeah. maybe i don't know yeah but then you know steve was awesome and then i just knew that i was supposed to be married i, I after steve yeah and dating in your 40s not fun you so get it. <laughs> let's let's talk about that because you you know you your kids were at what
0: age at this point and where the masters come in. And I want to kind of get to that. And, okay.
1: So and my, my, my man, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's see from 2008, I was married for six years. I went back and got my bachelor's. This is what people don't
0: realize. Like you were a mom, a single yeah. mom at this point.
1: Well, but then I, I, married quickly. And so then I was with Steve and we struggled, you know, while I went through school and we ran a printing you know, company. And I managed a storage facility. We lived on site at the storage facility. And I went back to school and I was the non-traditional student which means you're an old person going back to school. And I was the non-traditional student association president. That means you're the president of the old people going back to school. (laughs) And I sat on the board with all these young, awesome students. And I just like all my kids
0: age. But, But that alone was where my admiration, aside from everything else up to that point. But I was like, you know, we have a lot of reasons why we can't. It's just in our nature. I can't right now. The kids are in school or I can't this or I don't have... That was not in your vocabulary. And so really all things are possible. You're a great example of it. You didn't have it easy and you still went ahead and buckled down and got your master's and had some creative ideas that you left with even with your master's program. And it's like, how how does that happen? Because you did it. It was all in your DNA. And I just don't know where there's limitations with you. That's,
1: that's. Well, um, I just didn't want to be a broken mom. I no, I know. I Mm -hmm. couldn't do that to my children. And so Mm -hmm. there, I had to go back to school. I didn't really have options. As far as I mean, I was doing consulting and helping other, you know, small companies. But I just knew that I needed to do more. And I I went in thinking I was going to do nursing again. And that shifted, and I was going to do social work. And then was my oldest son said, Mom, you're not a social worker. You're a businesswoman. And to appease him. I go to the business school and sit down with the dean and basically wanted him to tell me that I wasn't a you know, a business person by telling him all these things about why I should be a social worker. And he then tells me, You're not a social worker. And so I applied and I got in. And it really changed the trajectory of my life. 100%. And and I'm so grateful and but that was a challenge because I got a divorce. They said that the day one of my master's, they sat there and they said that some of you are going to go through the hardest experience of your life during your master's program. And I was sitting there going, no, this is smooth sailing. I'm finally where I need to be like, not me. And first year, end of the first year and boom, I'm divorced again. I mean, I was, I was never going to be that person that got divorced even the first time. Right. Let alone a second time. So now, you know, I have that big, you know, D on, you know, yeah. And like, what man is ever going to want me? And and so I'm out there dating, saying I'm never going to marry a man who'd never been married before. I'm never having kids again. And here I was. You you forgot how to spell it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I learned, you don't ever say never. Don't ever. Joke's on you. I know. (laughs) So, I mean, and I literally had just broken up with this a guy that was an attorney who wanted kids. He was in his fifties. And I said, dude, yeah. there, you're going to have to appreciate and, and just enter this new world of grandchildren. You missed your window. And we broke up. It was, you know, mutual thing. And he calls me and asks me to help him put on a dinner group. Well, he fails to tell me he didn't invite any guys. And so he is scrambling, and I at first going, well, you know, I know we broke up, but I don't necessarily want to watch you like hook up with somebody else but then he's like, "Well, there'll be guys there." and I'm like, mm, okay, so I come in and I, I cater the whole thing and you know help with everything <laughs> of course. And he happens just to be like scrambling, sitting in church, talking to everybody and he sat next to Brad and he said, "Hey, by the way, I'm having a dinner party tonight. I forgot to you know invite a lot of guys and he Brad's like, well, that's good odds. Okay, sure. I'll come right. And okay. So fast forward, we get to the party and Brad sits at my table with me and he's sitting at the other table. So I couldn't believe that Brad had never been married. I I just was like. He thought I was obnoxious because I kept asking these questions of yeah. like, what in the world? And he ended up leaving and the table. And I thought, you know, we all exchanged messenger like so we could get a each- hold of each other and just like hang out at times. But I ended up like at my final straw. I was like, God, I am not doing this anymore. I'm done. I guess I'll never get married before. And no kidding. The impression comes, call Brad. And I'm like, Brad, the one that like, was never married and thought I, you know, was obnoxious. You like have a running running Hallmark
0: channel going on. I love (laughs) it. I
1: love it. No. So needless to say, Brad and I hook up and our first date, he was in the hospital with me because I was having a bladder suspension as an (laughs) old woman. (laughs) And I was having one of my- Anything is possible, people. Anything is possible. He knew that- in order for me to have kids, what it was going to take because my tubes were tied. So I had what? Won. So just to
0: to stop okay. there to get people <laughs> with the flowchart. So she is not going to get married and she's not going to have children, but she meets Brad. <laughs> where was the discussion where you did agree? Like was and, and he is amazing. So <laughs> I, I I know why she did have kids, but like what allowed you to say yes? And to reverse everything that you had done.
1: Well, you know, when you're dating somebody and they make it very, you know, a point, I want to have kids. Yeah, but you You didn't take on the attorney. (laughs) Well, I know, but there was something different about Brad. But again, so when he said that, I was like, okay, do I continue dating him? Maybe wanting to change his mind like I was trying to tell the attorney? Yeah. Or because I didn't, you know, at this age, you don't have time to waste. Yeah. And, And so God did a whole... 360, 180, whatever, all the way around, and and I and I just felt like he deserves to be a dad. Not that other people don't, but there was just something about him. Yeah, and so he was, I was your like, person. He was yeah, your, I, your final person, your resting place,
0: can... your home, your everything. And then you get the news: it's one plus twins equals yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> triplets. <laughs> She's got this great oh, song. Tears. Okay, one plus
1: twins equals triplets. One plus twins. this point we had gone in and um, I had hemorrhaging and I thought we were losing the baby. So we were in the ER and this wasn't my first ER visit. And we were re- resolved at that point going, you know, coming to terms that we lost our babies. Well, the girl that comes in that's looking at, she goes, I don't understand what I'm seeing. I need to go get my supervisor. And we're like, what do you mean? I don't know right. what you're seeing. So she comes back in and she says, um, you're having triplets. I I was like in complete shock. Brad was having a party over on the chair, calling everyone on the planet. Right. Because he always wanted three kids. He wanted two boys and a girl. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that Michael is, we only have one. I just, I was in shock. Cause I mean, twins, I was already gonna have to make adjustments, but triplets, but I really feel like God made a deal with me. He just knew that I didn't have to be pregnant as long. And because pregnancy does not, you know, work with me. They're miracles. So
0: Marley, Marley,
1: Maya, Maya and Michael are mm-hmm. little m and ms Yeah, plain, I was just going to say, Yeah, Two plain and one with nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was our gender reveal. We had a ultrasound and had two little plain M&Ms and a peanut.
0: Hey, sorry for the interruption, but I need to say attention all alumni. Are you ready to relive the glory days and reunite with your classmates? Look no further than MyEvent.com, the ultimate destination for planning unforgettable class reunions. With MyEvent.com, you're in control. Upload photos, upload event details, and connect with your classmates. Spread the word on social media and watch the excitement grow. MyEvent.com brings your past, present, and future together in one unforgettable event. Start planning your class reunion now. MyEvent.com, your reunion your way. All right, let's get back to the show. So I meet you at, and we're not embarrassed. We thought about this. We are not embarrassed. Not at all. We met at an (laughs) MLM uh, conference or not, you know, they're going to get mad. We call it an MLM, but it was at a conference. And I, at this point was living downtown Tampa right next to Emily Arena. Uh, it's where the hockey team plays. It's a really big arena. And I had met a woman and her husband who I met on a plane. Long story short, we kept in touch. And she was like, we, we have a conference right in your neck of the woods. I agreed to go to it. And for some electric reason, and if you've been listening to her story long enough, you know she just has divine way of meeting people. And we connected instantly. Wasn't the products, it wasn't <laughs> the confetti or the speeches, but we... We,
1: we wanted s- to get
0: skinny. <laughs> yes. And, and just for some reason, it was strong, immediate, and lifelong. Absolutely. And so neither of us are with that organization anymore, but we kept in touch. And that's where like our truth serum came out where we are complete opposites, different parts of States, different upbringing, but life is was was bringing us together for a reason, and it was fascinating to me because I really couldn't relate to her. My stage in life was so different from hers, but there was a connection so deep that I wanted the world for you, and you wanted the world for me, and so we started to talk about dreams and things. And I was still in that mode of like I have to have a software job. I need the insurance. I need the security. It was all that corporate world I was used to. And then you are this corporate dynamo who does nothing but think of ideas and want to execute upon them and it was like fascinating to me all the things that you have come up with which we that part we don't have time she was always ahead of the Amazon idea and good golly but your ability to just seek new opportunities and push yourself to the limit is where I have so much admiration you moved you're now in Arkansas I love it. Oh, I, you know, it was such a weird thing to have happen. And there was a lot of tumultuous, like, are we doing the right thing and all of that. And it's just been a perfect fit. And I felt like it was your launching pad to allow you to execute your ideas. Because I feel like since you've been there, that's where all of this has come to fruition and you've been in the school system you have a social media presence and then we'll focus on what's behind me which is now a published author I don't have enough time to talk about all the things that you did and it happened I think the minute you got there it was always in your brain but for some reason
1: I don't know if it's that community I just needed a creative outlet It's like having triplets is the same thing when they are little Day in and day out. It was a routine and monotony. I love them. Don't get me wrong. But no, right. It's a schedule. It's just regimented. And I had to have some kind of creative thing going to stay sane. And I'm just creative by nature. It's one of those things where if, if you knew her next door, you'd probably
0: be like this woman, but you love her, but you're <laughs> never going to be her. Like, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's July and these kids are on with costumes that are absolutely theatrical (laughs) to the next level. And she's like, oh, it's happy July. And you are beyond creative with giving them a life that they celebrate every moment. And I'm not going to say the mom thing correctly, (laughs) but you have given them that you've made calendars, you've put on plays, you've created stores that they've shopped at, But I'm talking full
1: blown outfits. Well, when you're younger, it's almost like you're worried about what everybody else thinks. And you know, you're, but you know what? I am unapologetically just authentic me, finally in my life. I don't care what anybody else thinks. And I just want to do something because I love it. Yes. And I love my kids. Have you talked to your older kids
0: now that they're parents? Yes. Of, of their true viewpoint of you starting over. And I don't want to use the word starting over. That's you know what? terrible. But expanding they, your.
1: They love it. And I mean, who can say they can go to grandma's house and play with friends? <laughs> but it's fun. And I do grandma camp. And so it's with my kids and them. And. <laughs> <laughs> and but they are so uh, they're so supportive and, and they love my kids. They're good examples. And they mm-hmm. they help reinforce things. I'll say, you go ask your sister, go ask Maddie, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. what did, what did mom do when, you know, they were little. Mm -hmm. And so I think in some way it's, it's a bonus. Okay. So behind me. So just to add to her accolades, holy
0: cow. I mean, we're not even done. We haven't really scratched the surface, but this is what we can put in the context of this podcast. She writes a book. She's a published author. She wrote a book called Santa's Best Gift. And it's a beautiful thing. I think right now, especially I kind of feel like it was, it was a good wait, even though I know you've had the story in the back of your mind. It's just a messy life right now. We all love Christmas, but we always say, Oh, it's so commercialized. It's, you know, losing its meaning every year. It gets bigger and bigger, more commercialized. So you do a really good take. What I love about this. This is my personal opinion. But I love that you still used Santa and mm-hmm. all of its storytelling to keep that beauty of kids' excitement of Santa coming at Christmas time. You did approach it that way, which I don't know if that was intentional, but I love. No, it
1: is. I I love Santa Claus. i Santa. Uh, it, I got it.
0: Like <laughs> I got the whole thing. But then Santa proceeds to tell the children he's he's actually down there, and um, let me just show a, a really cute picture. The illustrations are. Bonkers, but the kids are all excited because they see Santa coming. And then that's the twist. So he curls up in a chair beside them and he starts to talk about the meaning of Christmas. I mean, what a beautiful transition where these kids were excited to talk to Santa. It wasn't about the gifts, it was like the storytelling. Behind the real reason with the season. And it's said so beautiful. And in the back you have, obviously it does go to the birth of Jesus. So we incorporate that with the help of a little mouse. But in the back is where you left it in the hands of a children's ability to end the story with the understanding of the true the true story of of Christmas the best gift indeed. I feel like I'm doing a story time, but <laughs> I just want people to see the beautiful illustrations. But then in the back, you know, you do do the chapter and the verse that it relates to, very subtly for the parents to take it further with their kids. You incorporate the joy of Christmas and Santa through the eyes of him but telling the story of baby Jesus and him being born. And that's the reason for Christmas. The illustrations are outstanding. You did it. I don't know what's next on your bucket list. What do you even
1: have? Well, my Easter book. <laughs> um, but I'm actually um, interviewing to get back into corporate America. I, yes. I'm, a, I'm a businesswoman. I yeah. really am. And I know, so and you're I'm, in the, I'm in the process of interviewing. I just hope somebody, because it's a big transition from yeah. doing consulting and things, um, And I'm in the whole Walmart, CPG, you know, Mm -hmm. sound club industry here. And so I'm really looking into the data part with the analytics and just working with like be a concierge of sorts to help the suppliers understand data. So I'm just hoping one of the companies takes a leap of faith with me. And because I I feel like you don't know until I can't show you until I get in there. And so it's hard to talk about me without just letting me show you. I mean, I'm more than a reference. So I hope they like, (laughs) I hope they like my song
0: that I'm going to sing them about you. (laughs) It's just an amazing friendship that came out of a strange situation that was a divine intervention. And I have valued it for a long time. And I know you'll always be. Ditto, ditto. My, Mm -hmm. My goodness. And again, listeners, I can't even tell you all the things we missed that she has thought about, done, created. It's incredible. So, Um, kudos and anything is possible. Anything is possible. Well, Uh,
1: just unapologetically be yourself and just be
0: you. Yeah. And listen, you're part of the reason why I took this leap because it it was a lot. If this, if we talked about this a few years ago, I never would have done it. I would have worried too much about it. I would have, you know, but I, I, I took this leap for whatever reason and it's been the best thing that I've done. And Want to put myself even in this social media space years ago. There's no way.
1: We had talked about even being on a talk show together. Like it'd be so fun for us to do a podcast together. I mean, I hope you get the corporate job, but you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's so many ways for us to carry this on. We do cover so many subjects and that's a great friend to have yeah. and to meet this time in our life where you can discuss things open and honestly about every subject under the sun. You've got yourself a best friend for life. Like that is the way it should be. You should never feel uncomfortable that you can't talk about something and you don't want the yes person all of the time, but you want a cheerleader. Like we've talked about that, that word, whatever it is you want to do, girlfriend, I'm behind you. That's, that's a friendship. So I love you. Thank you for being on. Okay. Proud of you. Go buy her book. Okay. Thank you. Leave a review. (laughs) She is a business woman. Darn it. See ya. Bye. All right, friends, that's it for this episode of Class Reunion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show, write us a review, and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time.